Here. Yeah. Remember uh, all the way back on Tuesday yeah. when we were talking about the questions slash, what do you call them? Uh, clauses. Clauses. Slash yeah. statements about ADHD. Yeah. Do you want Do you want to talk about the first one? Yeah, I do. The overwhelming amount of support that we got in the email. <laughs> you all, y'all really want to hear us bitch about the ADHD <laughs> diagnostic criteria. So let's go. <laughs> you apparently like hearing us complain because you listen to the podcast, but you're like, hey, we want to listen to you complain more specifically. We want to hear you complain about specific things. Dial it in. Dial um, it in. So to recap, uh, there are 18 criteria for, for uh, a diagnosis for ADHD. Uh, they are in the DSM-5, and they are uh, old. <laughs> I guess they're sort of relics in a lot of ways. Um, but I guess if you're here, then you listen to last week's episode. So It's true. And if they did, then they know that I'm Katie Soros. And I'm Hey Goose. And this is Infinite Quest. Eric, hit us with that first one. That sure. was honest. I, that was so that was good. The best one that was done. like seamless. Yeah. I was now I made it weird by commenting on it. I'm sorry. Criteria number one for attention for inattentive type ADHD. Okay, are we starting with inattentive or are we starting with hyperactive? Inattentive that usually okay. shows up first. Okay, I, I feel a bit more at home. Often fails to give close attention to details or makes careless mistakes in schoolwork, at work, or with other activities. I immediately have an issue with this. What question. do you got, Katie? I don't like. That it's not morally neutral, which is... Oh, because of the word fails? Fails and careless. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like, I mean, you literally just said this on Tuesday, but like, whenever I have made a mistake, it is not because I was being careless. It is because I was struggling in my focus or focused on making something else perfect. And like, I think, yes, I think I could I could very honestly, you know, go get re-diagnosed and say, yeah, absolutely. I do make careless mistakes. But like at the same time, those careless mistakes are absolutely based in perfectionism. They're not based in like, oh, I don't give a shit. Oh, I'm lazy. Oh, I'm a failure. It's no, I desperately want this to be perfect. But because I have spent my life making mistakes, I am I am very careful to not and so i feel like that question not only does a disservice to anybody who is very like methodical and you know not i hate the word careless i just hate the word careless but who like for a person who's very meticulous and doesn't necessarily make a lot of mistakes but it also discounts anybody like me whose frequent mistakes have I don't want to throw around the word like traumatized, but at least like forced me to develop coping mechanisms and strategies in which I do that much less because I cannot afford to make silly mistakes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which again speaks to how these questions are not great for adults. Yeah. Because well, it's adults like have... mistakes at work, which is like, okay. Right. But also like if I make a st- mistake at work, it's like I forget to use you know, hashtag Katie ADHD. Like I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're not, you know, leaving your Rolex inside of a, uh, you know, a surgery patient or something like that. It's, I mean, if I had a dollar. <laughs> For I every have. time you lost a watch inside of somebody. Yeah, I did. Lost one right in a butthole. Twice! <laughs> Two episodes in oh, a row. Oh, God. The, it's going to be my new thing. It's the, just, when can I say butthole on the 
<laughs> sneaking a butthole every time. The little board that says days since Katie said butthole on the podcast. We have to reset it I just, to zero. I just, you dear listener, I want you to picture me <laughs> very dismayed, wiping off the dry it's erase so letter one and writing a big zero which on it. Which looks like a butthole. Which, oh God, <laughs> I can't make it lower than zero. It only goes down to zero. Negative one. <laughs> I did it twice. It's a negative one. I'm sorry. Well, well I also, I also want to point out that these questions like, they're meant, they're worded in very specific ways. These are all worded which very deliberately. Which is good. Which is good. important. Yes. Um, such that a given adult who is talking about a given other person, generally a child, because that's what these are written for, um, will identify what the re- what the, the diagnosing practitioner is trying to, how do I say it? Identifies behavior that the, the diagnosing practitioner can then connect to something neuropathological. So when the DSM says careless mistakes, I don't take it necessarily as the DSM saying, hey, people with ADHD make careless mistakes. Fuck you. It's meant that the DSM knows that a given what a given person thinks of as a careless mistake is the type of behavior that they're looking for. So it's not that the DSM is calling those mistakes careless. It's that it knows that the person that they're surveying would call the type of behavior that they're looking for careless mistakes, and they want to quantify that behavior. Right, but don't you think, like, linguistically, though, it's still, like, very subtly casting aspersions? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, it has the word fail in it. Um, Yeah, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, I I know what you're saying. I understand that the DSM isn't casting judgment, but I think that the phrasing of the question leads to the stigmatization and... I don't know, stereotype of like, well, I mean, how many fucking times have you heard from people like that we directly interact with? Oh, well, my doctor told me that people with ADHD can't get good grades. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. And it's like, no, there's a lot of people with ADHD who don't make careless mistakes. Now, it's entirely possible that you that might just not be one that you hit, you know, on the on the on the old checkbox to get your six. Right. Mm. But like. I don't know. I just feel like if they're spending all of this time thinking through the word often mm-hmm. and saying, okay, well, you know, we, we really have to critically include the word often, then why isn't anybody thinking critically about careless when they could use small or little or, you know, like often overlooks small details, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to like careless mistakes, which implies that you have done something wrong, which you have. You've made a mistake, but it's like that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's like the idea that it's like, oh, well, you made a careless mistake because you weren't paying attention because you have ADHD as opposed to like, oh, you made a small error in this spreadsheet because you struggle with executive dysfunction and mm-hmm. your and your focus was uh, uh, fract- fractured, fractaled. Fractured. I was, I'm curious, I was trying to think of what word you were actually going, but I think fractured. I was going yeah. with, like, you know, when like I'm shattered. That's what I was, you shattered. know, like wow. you punch it. Vivid. And then, you know, it just spreads like <sighs> the cracks spread. That's how I feel about attention a lot of times. Me too. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think... But you know what I mean? No, I certainly think it perpetuates that that negative idea that, like, you know, people with ADHD use fuck-ups. It's just a clinical yeah. term for a fuck-up, you know? Yeah. Oh, careless mistakes. Like, yeah, great, absolutely. great job, Eric. Another careless mistake. <laughs> well, and it also, I mean, the question, like, if you were doing a self-reporting 
the question that I would like to see is, um, well, actually, you know what sucks is because this is medical, um, or at least attempting to be, um, it has to be objective. It has to be a measurement, like a one through five kind of thing. Like open answers don't really. Except that, do you often make careless mistakes? That is fucking objective. Well, as fuck. the, the, well, yeah, I suppose, yeah. Um, well, I think that's that's intrinsically the problem is that humans are deeply subjective by nature, and certain things we can make objective by like inventing inches and stuff, you know. <laughs> well. If you're in America, everybody else uses the metric system like smart people. Like smart people, yeah, I know. My what gosh. is an inch? I, I, so arbitrary. Yeah, I know. What? Where did an inch actually come I from? I, I think some, I, it's got to be some king's I toe or something. To, I used to know that at some point. Was it a king's I, toe? I feel like it was something. Dumb. I mean, I know a cubit is like a forearm. Right. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know what an inch came from. I know. Definitely was like wasn't we, the worm, right? I don't. I maybe. Could have been. An inchworm inch is almost exactly worm. a centimeter long, which kind of pisses me off. Really? You ever notice that? Yeah, the little green guys. Is that what an inchworm looks like? Yeah, they're I like that inchworms were like the little, the little white ones that you feed bearded dragons. Oh, that's very specific. I mean, I'm I sure know. you could. I eat... used to buy a lot of worms to feed my bearded dragon. Oh, that's right. You had a bearded dragon. I did. Right. Named. <laughs> uh, Posthumous Leonidas. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> it's a Shakespeare name. I think, oh, is well, it? Well, okay, so the actual Shakespeare name is Posthumous Leonidas. Um, but when we when we got him... Posthumous? Had, doesn't that mean after death? Yeah, he was he was born by Caesarian after his oh. mom died. So they named him Posthumous because he was born posthumously from his mom. Oh. Um, but uh, anyway, Cymbeline, great play. Uh, but uh, uh, but we adopted him from a kid who's who had named him Puff because he's a bearded dragon, get it? Puff the magic, Puff the magic dragon. dragon, yeah. And when we adopted him, he was like, we're still going to call him Puff, right? Because I don't want him to forget his name. Aww. And it was heartbreaking because we like rocked up to this house and like stole this child's pet. And like, I know that he didn't understand that his family was moving and they could no longer take care of him. So to him, it was just like some random stranger showing up and taking his bearded dragon. And I still feel really guilty uh, about that. Part. You're a villain to at least one child. I know, I'm there. a villain in at least one five-year-old story. Jesus. Um, but we're like, oh my gosh, yeah, of course. And we had had like other plans to name him something hilarious uh but then we're like well we can't not name him puff like that we have to honor that that would make me sad if we didn't and so we came up with puff she missed because it was still a shakespeare name cool anyway did so I the turkey and a christmas carol <laughs> nice no it is that's 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 cool. a, that was actually a very good john oliver that was pretty good, right? That was pretty good. Yeah. I felt insulted and demeaned at the same time, so that was really good. <laughs> no, but the, so... Anyways, what the fuck were you talking about? <laughs> the question that I would like to be asked is, like, what is your relationship to what most people would call careless mistakes? Because mine is, when I make what most people would call a careless mistake, it's not that I was careless. It's that something very simple became very complicated because I was thinking about it very hard. You know, like a careless mistake, like, you know, not putting my name at the top of my worksheet, you know, in, yeah. in class. Oh, I used to do that all the time. I, I would always forget to put my name on my paper. Oh, yeah. But they, my teacher used to grade it automatic zero. My teacher would do that, too. Really? I would get so mad. Because well, they were like in real life, you know, like people aren't going to just cut you some slack. You know, if you fuck something up, sorry, doesn't, you know, your prescription doesn't get filed or whatever the fuck. Um, uh... Oh, um, but I would I would like it to be open ended. I, in a perfect world, we could make objective measurements yeah. based off of subjective language, but that's not how 
the universe <laughs> works. But I would like to say, like, what is your relationship to what most people would call careless mistakes? Because then you can get into what the source of them are. Because if you, a person can make a lot of careless mistakes, but it could also be because, you know, they're crippling anxiety and they're, they're you know, who knows? They're, they're waiting for, who knows? They have crippling anxiety and therefore make careless mistakes. Which, of course, is the point of this is not the only question on, on this list of criteria. It's that cross-referenced with 17 others. Yeah. Um, but either way, it, it again, it reinforces that idea of uh, ADHD is about the people that the person with ADHD affects and not about that person. Um, because ADHD is, is often a very inconvenient disorder to other people. You know, like, you know, my dad has ADHD. And I have ADHD and I talk about it for a living, so I'm very, like, aware and accommodating. Yeah. But still, very oftentimes, like, when my dad and I are together, like, two ADHD guys, we fuck a lot of stuff up. You know, we – well, for this is a true story. My, we were just in um, – with my grandparents for Christmas. And my mom was like – my dad and I ran out to do some quick thing. And my mom was like, hey, can you get three stocking stuffers for Graham or each? Like, we just realized, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, that's what she asked us to do. Um, and we were like, yeah, sure. And so we went to like this close little place. We didn't find anything cool. We went to another place. We found like two things that were cool. We went to another place. We found some other stuff and we got home. My mom was like, where the fuck were you? It apparently had been like an hour and 20 minutes of us doing this thing. And we were like, well, you asked us to go do the thing. And we were so focused on doing it perfectly and doing a good job yeah. that we didn't realize like, oh shit, like I had to start dinner and like all this other stuff happened. <laughs> Which somebody might think of as being like a careless mistake, but it's like, no, it was not carelessness. It was the opposite of carelessness. Yeah. It was that we gave so much of a fuck that we sort of couldn't see the wood for the trees and we ended up missing, you know, the, the whole point of this was to, you know, get home in time for dinner or whatever. Anyways, that I suppose from like my mom's perspective, she would call that a careless mistake. But I would never describe that as a careless mistake because that would be that would be incorrect. It was not careless. It was due to an abundance of care, perhaps in the wrong category. And we were aware of how long we were taking the whole time. We weren't. It's not like it just flew by and we didn't like we were aware of it. But yeah. because of our executive dysfunctions, we the priority of finding the perfect stocking stuff was, <laughs> went above getting home in time for dinner. That um, is a charming story, though. Isn't it? Just like you and your dad out on the hunt. Excellent quality time, too. You yeah, know, it was great. Um but either way, my point is, is that that situation, which really did happen, looks very different depending on what it, where it's viewed from. And my mom's perspective is a fucking super valid one and an interesting one and, 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 and relevant in, from a diagnostic, diagnostic standpoint. Um, but to only value that, the outside perspective, is to devalue the experience of the person. And isn't that the whole fucking point? Is to get insight out onto this person's experience such to you know, make them have a happier, more fulfilling life or whatever. Um, anyways, and, I, and again, I don't think the DSM or really any ADHD professional is saying, fuck the experience of the person with ADHDs. They can't speak for themselves. It's all about the people. Like, I don't think anybody's saying that. Um, but a lot of the language to your point, to your point is reminiscent of that. Yeah. And because it's in such official documents and it's subtle enough that it's hard to call out, it slowly just props up that thread of like oh if you have adhd you are a fucking problem that needs to be mitigated so that you don't screw over the other people not yeah. you're a person with adhd therefore you're suffering how can i help you, you know? yeah well it's interesting that you said the reason why i was so quiet was because i was trying to find a study that i had read one time and i found it 
Um, and there's this really interesting article it was written by uh, this person named Allison Bell. And Dr. Bell was talked about. Um, it was It's a critical review of the ADHD diagnostic criteria. And very specifically, in the very sort of like opening segment of the paper, uh, they write... Um, uh, 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 with specific, oh, so it says among child and adult populations, adjusting or completely eradicating the age of onset criterion is well well supported, which happens, um, because this was written before the DSM was updated. Um, with specifically adult populations, amending symptoms to be more developmentally and environmentally appropriate also appears necessary, and that environmentally, mm. that is. We talk about like often and careless, yeah. but like environmentally, like that is a huge fucking thing. You know what I mean? Because it's like I went like, uh, how do I say this? Because I I feel very strongly that one of the reasons why so many people go underdiagnosed is because there is no consideration given to environmental factors, you know, and that doesn't make any sense to me, you know, because it's like if you go into therapy and you're going to get diagnosed with like depression or whatever, like they're going to talk to you about your home life. They're going to talk to you about whatever. But a lot of diagnosing professionals won't do that when it comes to ADHD. It's like, well, you should just meet these criteria. It's like, yes, except that I went to a very, uh, shall we say, I don't even want to say fancy because it wasn't fancy, but I went to a very like everybody got straight A school. Like that's what it was. It was that was just the culture. It was like a bunch of nerds working very, very hard all the time. And in that culture, mistakes were not acceptable. In that culture, forgetting to put your name on the paper or, you know, making a careless mistake in algebra could cost you half a grade point, and half a grade point could be the difference between you are being valedictorian or not an actual thing that happened. Our valedictorian was won by a tenth of a point. Wow. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and starting freshman year of high school, our rankings were locked in. The only way that you could drop or or add in a ranking was if somebody left school. Wow. And so it was like a big deal when people would drop out because people would jump and it was like a whole thing. And also our grades were jumped what to a different school or no? Well, like they would jump in the rankings. Oh, jump in the rankings. Yeah, like I had straight A's and I was in the low forties because AP classes were weighted, Uh, and so I wasn't in AP math. It was the only class they wouldn't let me in because I was terrible at math. And so since I didn't have the weighted AP grade in math, I constantly had a lower grade point average than everybody else in my class. That must have killed you. It fucking I the only reason I didn't get valedictorian. Well, among others, is that when I was in eighth grade, there was a gifted and talented math class that you could take at the high school. And that counted to your overall GPA if you Mm. went into high school there. And so people like I was in that class for half a year and then I begged my teacher to let me drop out of it because I was just I was floundering I had no idea what I was doing it was so awful um and so yeah and so like everybody who was in that class then went on to the entire AP program which I was in except for that math class I was in like remedial math didn't work didn't help um but it was really funny because like since grades were weighted my like my like remedial math scores would constantly tank my gpa and so i had straight a's but my a's only counted for 4.0s not 6.0s and so 
It was like a whole thing. Holy shit. Well, I... actually, my my A counted for a 3.0 because it was it was if you were in a remedial, it was like a lower amount. So I'm still I'm still mad about wow. it. Wow. No, I, I had a very similar specifically with math. When I moved to Michigan from Connecticut, we took like a placement yeah. thing to figure out where I should be in math. And uh, I sat down with his teacher, whose name I completely forget. And she was like, do you want to take math? So she was like, this is where you are. You're like sort of right on the line. You could either take, I think it was like algebra one, two or algebra one, four. And uh, I don't remember what I asked. I was like, well, what's the difference? Um, and she was like, well, one algebra one, two is more like in depth. Like you'll really get into the nuances of stuff, you know, whereas one, four is just sort of a faster blowover of. And I was like, oh, then I'll do one, two. Because I was like, yeah, like more. Yeah. Because math is interesting. So I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that one. Um, but what she didn't tell me, what I should have realized was that one, two covered half as much oh. in the same amount of time, which is why they could go more in depth. So one, four would have gotten me twice as far. So anyways, yeah. from then on, I was a year behind in math. Well, I wasn't a year behind. I was where I quote unquote should be. Yeah. But I, you know, I was... Yeah frankly really good at math and i should have been in the higher classes but i was always one behind yeah and that anger like that insecurity about like how all my friends were all in like this higher math class and they'd be talking about math stuff and i'd be like i just couldn't i couldn't hang i couldn't talk about it because i didn't fucking know it yet yeah i could have taken a summer class and just like which one of my friends did and i never did because i that's and that's on me <laughs> I could have done that. anyways <laughs> that's all right math huh weird shit yeah Speaking of math and, and of objectivity. Environmentally, we right. got so off track. Holy shit. Sorry. Uh, but also, how are you doing? I'm so nervous about time now. We're good now. 20, 22 minutes okay. right, right now. But like, I just, I feel like that's something that is is strangely overlooked. And like, I got, and I will say this. Environmental until, factors. Yeah. Well, and like, and I will say this until the day that I die, but I got so lucky with my doctor. I got so goddamn lucky. Because she has ADHD and anxiety. And she was also a hugely, highly successful, like, burnt-out, gifted kid, game-recognized game. And so when I went into the office and I was, like, explaining what was going on and whatever, like, she was like, oh, yeah, I, I got you. But it was because <laughs> she understood environmentally what it is like to be, like, a woman in a gifted program and the pressures and the societal expectations that are put on you. And so she's like a lot of these, you know what I mean? And so like, we've had like really kind of interesting conversations about like just the criteria and how it's like, yeah, but if you're like a fucking burnt out gifted kid, like your experience is very different and mistakes are not tolerated in my house. Mistakes were not tolerated. Mm. And so making small mistakes is something that like, I still to this day, like I am unlearning a lot of guilt and a lot of the trauma of like, oh my God, I like, you know, forgot to send the email or I, you know, for misscheduled the, the interview, which is, you've seen how hard I beat myself up when I make a small mistake at work. Oh yeah. And it's because environmentally I come from a, from a culture and a, and a background where that was not acceptable. And so like, for me, it is very difficult for me to look and say, I often make careless mistakes. Mm. It's true. But I am loath to admit it because where, like, how I was raised, admitting that you made a mistake is admitting to being, to not caring, basically. It, yeah. is, it is 
equal to that. Yeah. You know, if you, well, if you cared, you would. That's not how it Ooh. fucking works. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, if you cared enough, you would just get an A in math. I'm like, well, that's not how it works. Yeah. But clearly, I don't care. Well, I, I, I like certain certain of the criteria have a wording in it that I think speaks or that I think in some ways accommodates what, what you're what you're talking about. Um, one of them, this is not the one that we're discussing now, but since we're talking don't about Don't jump it, ahead an episode. I got a, a little sneak peek or something. <laughs> a little sneak peek. Um, Teaser trailer. Uh, but one of the inattentive ones is um, often has trouble organizing tasks or activities and activities. Um, what I like about that is it's not that they don't organize it. It's that they have trouble doing it or it's difficult for them. Right. Because environmentally, sometimes you have to. You have to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like because we've been told our entire lives to in every way behave as if that's not the case. So you, for example, you're like, well, you know, no, I'm fiercely organized because I had to be. Yeah. But it's fucking massively harder for me than everybody else. Yeah. And I think that's something that often gets lost in a lot of the, a lot of the criteria of like it's it's based on what's actually happening, but not about the person's the, the, the patient's relationship to what's happening. So it's like, no, on the, from the outside, I, you know, not me, but so a person might look like they totally don't have ADHD. They might be fiercely organized and crazy punctual and, you know, very attentive looking when they're listening to people talk. But because they've trained themselves to be that way. Yeah. So a third party might say, oh, no, they're very organized. They don't have no, no. But if you ask them, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm very organized. And it takes one billion percent of my energy all the yep. time. And you've been smirking the entire it's okay. time. I was saying just, this. What were you going to say? It's, it's <laughs> dumb. It's just a dumb, silly story. But the first time that I got asked that question, can you read it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, often has trouble organizing tasks and activities. Yeah. So I thought it was like a party planning question. <laughs> Oh, activities like, yeah, I thought it was like often has trouble organizing activities because in my head I was like, yeah, well, like, you know, I'm really bad at like group hangs. Like, and so <laughs> like, I, like, I, I, I professionally like, organized orgies elaborate, for a while. elaborately answered this question. I was like, no, I mean, like, well, I run like the Georgia Renaissance Festival and like, you know, like, and that's like, and I went on and on and on about my job and like just like info dumped about like being an <laughs> entertainment director. And she was like, that's not what the question. But you know what? And then she marked another box, and it was the one about talks too much. I was going to say, often talks excessively. Check. And it's just like, yeah. So anyway, so like at my job, there's six stages, and there's three pubs, and I have a hundred. And I was just going on and on and on. She's like, that's not what the fucking. That's question. funny. Oh, I should also point out. We, I should have done this at the top of the episode. We should have done this at the top, but you know, apparently we're bad at our jobs. I should point out that these questions are not like pass fail. It's not check box or not check box. It's a rating of four. It's zero for like not even like yeah. doesn't apply up to um like all the time yeah so, which is like weird also i think because because I, I really do feel like a lot of diagnosing professionals take it as like a yes no i see that a lot like i don't think they're doing it incorrectly but i think it's mm -hmm. like if you don't answer five then it's not a real thing right well it's 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 added up and averaged and all that sort of yeah. stuff so like you could have you know feasibly you could have no five well actually i don't want to claim this because i don't i haven't gone through all the math but like you know who we should ask russell barkley leslie. or your psychiatrist or leslie sidey oh so many podcasts her content is so good. i kept i was her looking, content is so good doing, i love leslie so much god damn it she's oh yeah, so Leslie's cool great. she's so cool <laughs> leslie if you're listening to this i you're think i said so this. cool you're great i have a huge friend crush on you but there was one time when i said um there should be a word for the thoughts about the thoughts 
And what I meant by that was something very specific about more so sequentially the thoughts resulting from a thought. So like if I start thinking about refrigerators and I end up thinking about dinosaurs, you know, there should be a word for the relationship between that initial thought and where you ended up. And I asked that question to TikTok very by, badly, very badly, honestly, very badly <laughs> by saying the thought about the thoughts. And, she, and Leslie stitched it and she just it was her holding like a cup of tea or coffee or something like that. And she just like looks up from her coffee and goes, metacognition. End of video. It's called Medicaid. <laughs> and then, and I think she says, you're welcome. Have a nice day. And I, just, and I wanted to like, I was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm aware of what Medicaid, Medicognition is. Well, like for one, it was very funny. I'm not, it was, like, it was not a beef, very, very, very funny. funny video. And I would have done the same thing. But I just, it, it kills me to think out there that Leslie's idea is like, Eric's got this podcast talking about mental health. He doesn't even know what metacognition is. Like, I do, Leslie. Leslie, if you're listening to this, I know what metacognition is. Anyways, <laughs> this became a podcast for one person, apparently. It's okay. Listen, also, if you're not following Leslie's idea, go do it right now. Why oh, do yeah. you even do it? What it's do Leslie, do it? like Leslie, and then PSYD. Yeah, yes. Leslie's idea. Correct. Fantastic content. Um, on, on the talk, on the old TikTok. On Um... Anyways, Katie, uh, this all this feels really weird, but that's so we're coming fast. to the top of the half an hour. Yeah, it's so fast. It's kind of, I think it's good. Like, cause we if we like want you to keep going, we could just be like, all right, we'll do a part two bonus and, episode. You know, but we really want to hear from you, dear listener. Dear listener, how is your drive to work going? How are the dishes? Are you about wrapping up with what you're doing right now? And you're like, oh wow, the podcast is wrapping up at the same time as the thing that I'm doing. This is what, how convenient. Is that what's happening? Because that would be really cool. Or, or are, are you sad? like, fuck, I got a half an hour left of my drive. If only this were a half an hour, or an hour long podcast. I don't uh, know. Pfft. It's possible that your dad just takes a very short amount of time to do everything. It's possible. Yeah. He does, right. he does and, and just so everybody knows, again, it's ask at infinitequestpodcast.com. But we really are like, this is an experiment. We're going to do it for January and see how it goes. So we're not sold. Maybe we'll do 45 minutes. We'll do a little, a little, what's the word? What? Splitting the difference? Yeah. A little. Compromise. Compromise, yeah. A little compromise. I don't know. Maybe we'll do four hour episodes. Who knows? (laughs) I don't think we're going to do four hour hour episodes episodes (laughs) Hey, you know what dads are really good at? Taking really fast showers. You ever dads that? take really fast showers. Yeah, dads take really fast showers. Like when my dad was like, "I'm gonna take a quick shower, real quick." Like it would be a quick shower. Like by the time I even registered what was happening, he was like clothed out of the shower, and my, his hair was wet. And I was like, "Damn, did you just?" Shower? It's like, yeah. oddly and very specific that you said that because my dad used to do the same thing, but he had like he had made, he had like gamified it because oh really yeah so he would like make a game about how fast could you shower and we would have like shower races. Sounds dangerous. Oh, probably I don't know. But like, okay. yeah, it was like a whole, it was like a whole thing. Like me and my brother, like we used to like take shower races to see like who could shower the fastest. And it was like, and then my mom would get mad because we weren't like all the way clean because we would like half-ass it because we were trying to be the fastest. <laughs> Katie, you have the slipperiest shower. I don't have a slippery shower. Your shower's pretty slippery. It's because there's conditioner on the floor. Well, we got to get you a mat or something because if you die from slipping and falling in the shower. Then you will be, you will have the sweet, sweet taste of vindication for the rest of your days. I very, very highly doubt it'll be worth the grief, but you know, maybe it is. <laughs> but you would be oh. right, Eric. Oh yeah. Wouldn't that taste pretty I would, good? I would, I would <laughs> do the thing like a, we do the scene where it's like your funeral and everybody leaves and you're like lowered into the thing, but I hang out and I'm like last and everybody's like, wow, 
you know, they must have really loved each other. And then as everybody leaves and it's just me and you, I lean up to your gravestone and go, I fucking told you, you bitch. I fucking told you. <laughs> and then I'm going to have a little button on in my coffin and then my hand will come up and I will have it arranged in a middle finger. And so I'll just like flip you off one last time. Wait, so are you living in this? No, there's like a little robot like a timer. Oh, to, lift, okay. to lift my hand. Like senses when I'm near. Yeah. And gives we'll you the like, finger. Oh, that's funny. I'll just give you the finger, and then it'll, and then I'll just go in the hole. That's <laughs> really funny. You could, it would be so easy, just a little, a little inlet thing, right, and be like, and just like lift up your hand. Whenever it detects somebody a certain distance away from the right, thing, just it's double like, middle finger. Boom! Double middle zombie middle fingers, bitch. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Oh my gosh. Anyways, that's it for this episode of the Quest. That so weirdly dark at the end. <laughs> I don't want to die. Now I'm sad. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about. Often has trouble holding attention on tasks or play activities. <laughs> okay, hyperfocus. I know, right? Jesus what Christ. is? I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying not to start. That's right not now. a real question, right? That's the real one. Yeah, it's number two for inattention. Uh, okay. Um. All right, DSM. Often has trouble focusing on the shit that you want me to focus on. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, next week. Save it for next week. It's for next week. Okay. Uh. Oh. Stay tuned for the Patreon song. Oh yeah, which we'll be doing on Thursdays, by the way. Yeah. If we did two a week, there'd be like one person on yeah. in the song. So we're gonna do two. We're gonna do on Thursdays. But if you want to sign up for the Patreon, you can do that. But we'll tell you more about that right now. It's. Oh boy! Wow, we sure had some thoughts about that, didn't we? That was some thinking time we had. Sure was a thinking of the thoughts. Nothing with us without us, as they say on the in the places. As they do on the internet sometimes. They do say that on the internet sure. sometimes. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and you would like to hear more episodes, consider becoming a Patreon. For just a dollar a month, you can help support our mission of advocacy and education and spreading awareness about neurodivergency, uh, and also. You get your name in a song. Are the members of our Patreon, are those patrons or are those Patreons? I think I go back and forth. I, sometimes I say patrons and sometimes I say Patreons because I don't know. Patreon sounds cooler. It's like they're a mech suit or yeah. they're like a cyborg. The Patreon. The Patreons. The Fruit Snack Nation Patreons. Like we can, we can summon them together to yeah. like fight a Patreons battle. assemble. You know? Yeah, whereas like patrons assemble just sounds like a... a a douchey group of like Greek guys in, in togas. <laughs> the Medici family yeah, fucking gathering somewhere. Just a bunch of dudes <laughs> summoning like, around doublets. Just be like, mm, yes, I would like to purchase that Mona Lisa. Mm, yes, I will pay for your. You cathedral. shall be the Pope one day. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good joke. That was a that funny was joke. Really right? That was like that was very good. historically specific. Thank you. Yeah, it was one of you know those lessons that you took like in like eighth grade that you just found fascinating. You yes. just never forgot. Yes. Medici family dog. That's true. Uh, so if you'd like to purchase some indulgences, come on over to the Patreon. Uh, and and if you subscribe to the Patreon and become a patron slash Patreon, uh, you get your name in a song. Just like these three that fine folks. Sounds like this. Ready? Just like we rehearsed. It's going to be good. Good. It's out of tune. It's okay. Stop no. looking no, at it. No, it's fine. Just keep going. It's, it's fine. Just a little bit. Do you want to fix it? No, it's fine. Just keep going. <sighs> oh, Ian. And Sarah. And, and Tim. You're really cool, I think. I just think that you're the coolest people in the world, Ian. And Sarah. And Tim. I 
feel like it's important to clarify, although we are grateful to Tim and also Ian and also Sarah. Sarah. It's not Sarah, Sarah Huff. Sarah Huff. A different Sarah. That's Sarah Huff. Not Ian or, or Tim, but Sarah. I was just worried because they're the order that they're written in is Ian, Sarah, Tim. I know. And you keep going Ian, Tim, Sarah. Yeah, because sometimes I wanted to land a more difficult rhyme. Oh, Tim, you treated you're going for the rhymes. Yeah, okay. because I was setting myself up for a rhyme. You gotta think ahead, bro. It's okay. like chess. So like five moves ahead. I already <laughs> had one for Ian too. Did you really? What yeah. was that one? Here, it's gonna be. It's gonna be like. And also when we thank Ian. We certainly won't be peeing. Yes, that was actually the. I'm so. Was that what you were going for? Yeah, that was really good. I mean, I'm grateful for Ian even when I'm peeing. Yeah, you know, you think about all Ian the time. When you're peeing? I don't think about That's it. That's weird. But if I were to like ask myself if I'm still grateful for Ian, while you at any peeing. time of the day, no matter what I was doing, the answer would be, of course, yes. Yeah. So would it's not that I'm actively thinking about my yeah. gratitude for Ian. That's fine. Would you say that I'm you peeing? are grateful for Tim at the gym? Yes, and I'm grateful for Sarah. Even though I'm kind of scared to. Yeah. Be uh, would you say that you are grateful for Ian, uh, even when you're thinking about the reason for the season? <laughs> season and Ian. I mean, yeah. It's it's. Marshall yeah. Mathers could make it work. Yeah. But I don't know if we can. I mean, you look just like Marshall. <laughs> really? No, you don't. You don't look anything like Eminem. Uh, hey, remember how we decided that the podcast was going to be half an hour long now, and now we're just going to have another half hour at, at the, the end, end of us yeah, bullshitting around. around about the Patreon song? I'm not mad, no, uh, but in conclusion, we would like to say, sincerely, thank you, Ian and Sarah and Tim. We don't even know where to begin to say thank you. Nice. That was good. That was a good one. To all our patrons. Not just Sarah or Ian or Tim. Thanks for being here again week after week. We really like you. Even when we're peeing. Don't be weird. Even when we're not peeing. That wasn't weird. I was there when, when we're not peeing. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to us week after week. We really, really appreciate it. My and gratitude for Ian is not contingent on whether or not I am excreting anything. I know. <laughs> oh, doesn't the... Ugh. That was awful. That was gross. Say you're sorry to Ian. I'm sorry, Ian. Ian is going to immediately unsubscribe. Don't, please don't unsubscribe, Ian. You're great. Well, hey, from all of us here at InfiniQuest, remember to eat a snack. Remember to take your meds. Remember to be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And remember that Eric thinks about Ian while he pees. And we love you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, Ian. I'm so sorry.